Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. We're delighted to be sitting down today with Stephen Stees. And Stephen is the new Bluffton Town Manager. And for the last, uh, just a little over three months now. And Stephen, welcome to Bluffton, welcome to Low Country, and we're glad to have you here. Thank you, I appreciate it, I'm glad to be here. So Stephen moved to us from uh, Easley, South Carolina, where he was a city manager there for a little over six years. And uh, Stephen, talk a little bit to us today, if you would, about that transition, what it was like transitioning from from um, uh, Easley, which had a little smaller population, still big size government, to Bluffton, which has a little larger population. So transition's been interesting. The, uh, different parts of the state, different complete makeups, um, just a lot of differences between the communities. But like you said, overall, they're very similar in size. I think easily is we're assuming with the census that they'll be somewhere in the low 20, somewhere around 23, 24, 25,000. Lots of growth going on, very similar to what's going on here in Bluffton and has been going on here in Bluffton. So that trans, that transition has been very similar. Um, but Bluffton, completely different in the fact of, you know, all planned unit developments, very, very uh, programmed and all that, where the upstate was a little more, a little more open and free. So that's been a little bit of learning how all the development agreements and all that work down here. So it's a lot of history that I'm having to dig into. But um, overall, the biggest thing with transition was just trying to find place to live with the market being as hot as it is down here as well. It was pretty hot up there. We were able to sell pretty easy, but trying to find something to buy is, is a tough thing to do in this area. That, uh, you know, that's, it's been a, a blessing, but also a curse with, with real estate being that, that uh, sells so quickly, but yet it's tough to find another place to be. Oh yeah. You can find yourself homeless real quick. <laughs> Money in your pocket, but homeless. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, one of the things I really found interesting was that doodle trail that, uh, you all did, which was an eight and a half mile bike walk path that connected the city of Easley with the to Pickens, and just sounds like you know as as we're uh, looking at redoing the corridor now, the corridor now uh, with the connectivity and the possibilities between Bluffton and Hilton Head Island. I think your experience there and kind of what happened there could be something interesting for our listeners to hear today. So yes, Doodle Trail, very. Very great project. Trans started transforming the community up there, uh, communities between Pickens and Easley, as you mentioned. Um, it was very much a partnership between both towns, and I think, like you mentioned down here, between Hilton Head and Bluffton and the two seventy eight, the new bridge. There's a lot of opportunity for for partnership there to ensure connectivity. And I think, um, just from what I've heard talking to DOT and to the county, that that's still all part of the plan. So I'm hoping it continues to remain in the program, that connectivity stays there. Because ultimately, what we found with the Doodle Trail up in Easley is people want to be connected. They want to feel they're part of the community, part of all of the town. And being able to have that so that people could connect was very, um, very important to the community. And it helps spur growth and development along it as well. Yeah, I can't let the moment pass without asking how to get its name, the Doodle Trail. <laughs> so... Um, it was a train that just ran, that was a single line, ran back and forth between Pickens and Easley. So they said it was like a little doodle bug because if you ever have looked at a doodle bug, it just goes back and forth in its little uh, little nest in the dirt. So they called it the doodle because it was like <laughs> a doodle bug just running back and forth between Pickens and Easley. Oh, that's pretty neat. So yeah. you know, everybody, everything always has its weird 
uh, backgrounds, but that's where it came from. It was named after a doodle bug. Oh, that's pretty neat. I like that. Another another project was the, uh, the taking an old mill, and I think it was about 224,000 square feet, and turning that old mill into an apartment complex, maybe if I'm numbers are right, maybe 124 or some, so close to that maybe. Right, very close. Yes. Talk to us about that and, and what that's like and, and how that has also been transformative. So it's actually been transformative for that old mill community. Um, it had been, uh, you know, every community kind of has its hallmarks and easily was a textile mill. It had four major textile mills that really grew the town and helped support it. And being able, one of the things, one of the things that was focused was taking what was old and making it new again, taking the history and transforming it into the future. So being able to see a mill go that was built in the 1910s and then closed in the 1970s get transformed into something for the 2020 and beyond was a very important undertaking. And it is just now people are moving into it. Um, it had been, been about a two-year project, three-year project, and that's just now getting uh, tenants. But it became a larger transformation of that community and that we were able to tie the doodle trail into the mill. It, you started seeing old mill uh, homes that were starting to dilapidate, be, get bought up and renovated, and people start taking pride and moving back into that community. And it really started to transform and regrow that base of the community. So it was a very cool project to watch witness firsthand and see that transformation take place. You know, uh, being a, a graduate of Clemson, um, how about the planning piece of that? What type of planning background do you have as, as you're, you're bringing in to the job? Well, not as detailed as some of the people I'm working with at Bluffton, but I did start out as a planner for Spartanburg County. Um, did that for a few years before I transitioned into working for Spartanburg Community College and then starting uh, town management in Woodruff. So, um, but that's where my background started in was community and economic development with Spartanburg County. Well, that's uh, a good fit with, with uh, uh, lots of areas. You can take that with uh, being town manager Bluffton. As we, as we look forward, we've, we've learned about some of the, the great things that you did in Easley. And uh, let's talk a little bit about maybe what some of your short and long-term goals are as you come into a community that's really obviously functioning functioning at a very high level. But uh, just was any new town manager also has ideas of what they want to implement. Are you far enough along yet to, to have some of those thoughts? I'm getting close. Um, it's been... Uh been a lot trying to wrap my head around. Um, like you said, there's a lot going on, just trying to understand the history of the community, kind of some of the projects that are ongoing. Um, the community has strong uh, master plans and strategic plans, just trying to get an understanding of what the goals are, where we're at, kind of how everything is progressing. And I think there's some opportunities to look and try to figure out how to put some fingerprints on some of the projects that are going on and uh, actually having some conversation about that today about some um, looking at the, um, the new Riverside barn project and some potential reuses for that land and uh, just trying to figure out about how we can we talked about the growth earlier, you know, as city's kind of grown out, start trying to figure out how we can connect some of that community back in together with some parks and trails and looking at some connectivity that way. So I think there'll be some good opportunities there. What excites you about being in, in Bluffton and in the Low Country? 
Well, it's close to the beach, which is always a positive. My, my kids, my wife, both love the beach. Um, we've been coming down this area for quite a while. Um, never really explored more outside of Old Town and Hilton Head, so it's been exciting to get out and see how much to bluff than there actually is. But um, love the area, love that it's growing. Um, i tell you, just looking at when I was – uh, doing research and applying for the job, just seeing how well they've planned and implemented and see the council's buy-in the planning and looking towards the future and making sure it's been implemented was a very positive thing. And that, I've really, really enjoyed that, being able to come in and be a part of that. Well, we're sitting down today and talking with Stephen Steese, and Stephen is the Bluffton Town Manager, and we're delighted again to have him not only with us today, but serving in that capacity. And Stephen, uh, as, you, as you've transitioned, you've brought your family with you, uh, two boys, I believe, entering maybe the sixth and ninth grade. That's correct. How has it been for them just getting here and leaving their friends and easily and, and coming to the area and get re getting ready to start a new school year? They've been pretty excited about it. It was a little tough for my my older, my 14 year old, but everything is so online and technology driven now that he's probably chatting with his friends more through the computer than he was when we lived in the same town with them. So he's been able to remain and keep those connections. Um, he's already actually started band camp at Bluffton High. So he's been there for about the past week meeting people. So he seems pretty excited. They're still a little nervous sure. about starting new schools, but they're like, uh, they're looking forward to when things slow down a little bit, being able to go to the beach, they like living in a neighborhood with a pool. So they've enjoyed the pool. So they're, I think overall they're excited, but nervous. I'm sure the band camp has got to be a great way to meet new, new friends, new kids and uh, classmates. So we hope that that goes well for them. And then uh, your wife, she's an educator, has been an educator. And uh, will she be teaching this year or what's, what are her plans? So, um, She's actually still going full-time to Clemson right now. So she decided um, – she actually started staying home when we had our second child, when, when Samuel was born. And she's decided, you know, once he got old enough that she wanted to be a teacher. She's transitioned. She worked for orthopedic surgeon before. And uh, so she's going back full-time to Clemson. They worked with her. This is her last – she'll be a senior to let her do her student teaching here and actually – silver lining to everything with COVID is she's able to still do her classes distance learning for the fall. And um, so they were able to work with us and be able to complete that. But yes, once she finishes this year, she'll, um, she's looking forward to being an elementary school teacher. So not only we get a, a, a town manager, we'll also have a new teacher joining us. That's right. So that's terrific. And that's a great calling for her. Um, as we're looking back to business and moving forward, the local option sales tax is mm -hmm. something that comes to mind that we'll have the opportunity to uh, have a say on in November. And what are some of the projects that you see or council has identified that are important uh, to Bluffton that, with that local option sales tax? So with that in place, I'll, or, or if it gets in the place, the vast majority of it, about 80 percent of it would go really to offset property taxes, which I think is one of the most important aspects of it. The remainder of it would go in and go into capital projects like what we're pretty good at right now, what we're doing with sidewalks and parks and roadway improvements and streetscapes. So really, it would go back in and help create a lot of these connectivity we were talking about earlier with the parks and trails and all those kind of things. So 
the vast majority would help offset taxes, but what would be left would go into our capital projects to help improve the community and make sure we get that connectivity that citizens can see. And then offsetting property taxes is something that uh, uh, should be pretty popular, I would imagine, with uh, with our residents. Well, I can tell you, just out of curiosity and prep for this this morning, I was looking in Pickens County. We had it where I was at in Easley. And I pulled my old tax bill up. You know, everybody's tax bills available online. And uh, just with, we had the 1% local option sales tax, my total county and city taxes in Pickens County, living in Easley, were about $1,270. Of that, I got 770 discount in local option sales tax. So my total taxes paid were about $500 um, for city and county taxes versus $1,267. So you can see it's about a six, two-thirds of the taxes were offset. So just to give a little comparison, that's $670 or $770 discount would be about $77,000 worth of sales at one cent sales tax. I don't think I'd spend $77,000 a year on <laughs> on groceries and, all, and eating out and all that that I would ever pay for that. So, um, again, we had Clemson up there, which helped offset the vast majority of those sales. Just like here, we have Hilton Head and Bluffton and Buford Tourism that would help generate the vast majority of revenue to offset those taxes. Right. That's such a, a great real way, real example to be able to uh, really understand the magnitude of what that local option sales tax could do for each each homeowner. And, you know, I know your, your boys are growing. But uh, I don't think your food bills have gotten that high yet. <laughs> and you sometimes, don't, feel, right? yeah, sometimes it feels that way. It just depends on if they're in a growth spurt or not. But no, definitely not that high. Yeah. Well, this has uh, been about a, a little over three months now you've been here. And since you've been here, our final question for you today is what surprised you the most? Well, I would just say um, how welcoming everybody's been. I won't say that's so much a surprise as it has been a pleasant surprise. Is just that everybody's been friendly, everybody's been welcoming, um, want to know what they can do to help, to support. And, you know, you can't ever ask for anything more than that. It makes a transition so easy. Um, everybody I work with at Town Hall has been helpful, been um, made the transition easy. Council has been welcoming. So, I mean, really, you can't ask for more than a welcoming community that's willing to help you, want to see you be successful, and try to move things forward. So I, that's what I would say is my biggest pleasant surprise out of everything. Well, that's great to hear. And in one of our previous conversations, I know that uh, balance is something that's important to you and being able to do a terrific job as the as the town manager and then also making sure you balance and make, having that, that time for your, your two boys and your wife and doing the right things at home. For your family and so we admire that about you and uh, we look forward to a great relationship and a long-term relationship where we'll get a chance to do lots of great things together. I appreciate it. I look forward to working with y'all. Thank you. Right, Good thank to see you. you again. Thanks everyone for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast.